0: Welcome to the Sunday morning podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Burgess Hill. Brilliant, now, we've had some great messages over the last few weeks, uh, and this whole theme of the voice in the noise, and Pastor Colin brought a brilliant message last week breaking down the five voices uh, that go on. And we're gonna just kind of Look back at those for a few in a few moments, uh, but uh, the theme for this morning that we're going to look at is the voice of fear versus the voice of faith. And we know out there at the moment there's loads of things being said that is causing a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety, a lot of worry, a lot of questions. So we're going to look at that uh, the voice of fear versus the voice of faith. Okay. Now last week, Pastor Colin talked about five voices that there are in our lives. Three are negative and two are positive. So he said last week, three voices that are negative in our lives. There's self, there's the enemy, and there is the world. Okay, now those three voices very much can cause fear in our lives, okay? So the voice of fear often can come through self, enemy, and the world, okay? And then the, uh, the two voices that are positive in our life is, uh, is the Word of God, and the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. And the Word and the Spirit, they cause faith and release faith to rise up in our lives, okay? So the three negatives cause fear and anxiety and apprehension and all of those things, they're negative. But the Word and the Spirit, they cause faith to come alive in our lives. So we're gonna unpack some of that this morning, okay? And uh, I, I'm really pleased this morning. I've got Simon Coles with me. And uh, Simon, many of you all know him. Uh, Simon's the uh, executive pastor in the church. And some of you might say, what does that mean? What does it mean to be the executive pastor? Well, Simon oversees all the operational side of stuff, all the administration, the finances, and uh, and also, uh Anything else that I don't want to do, really, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, I love Simon and I know a lot of you guys do. And uh, he's a br- massive asset, him and his family, into the life of the church. And uh, so we're going to have a bit of a conversation this morning and we're going to unpack some of this stuff. And and he's going to tell a little bit of his story about what God's been doing in him over the last period of time. Now, before we get into that, okay, um, I just wanna put a context around some of this stuff and just describe for a few moments uh, some of what fear does in our lives so that we can recognise fear in that sense but also then we're going to talk about what faith does. And our conversation is mainly going to be around what happens in terms of faith in our lives. Okay, So just to kind of set a context what we're going to be looking at. Fear causes doubt, worry, anxiety, apprehension, uh, panic and even paranoia in our lives if we allow it to. And so these are four things, four things now okay, that fear does. Fear firstly seeks to cripple us. In, uh, in our lives. If, if you're crippled, you become inactive. It stops you from moving forward. And fear wants to stop us in our tracks so that we don't go forward, we don't move forward in life. Fear wants us to not just stay where we are, fear actually wants us to retract and go backwards. Now, what else does fear do? Fear focuses on the negative, okay? Fear always wants to magnify the negative in our minds, to blow it out of proportion, okay? So that we think more about the worst outcomes, the worst thing that could possibly happen. Fear causes us to think in an irrational way, okay? Reason goes out the window with fear because we just start panicking and and two and two make 25 when fear takes a hold of us. A third thing that fear does is fear focuses on the circumstances. Fear says, look at that. And uh, it's the complete opposite to faith because fear says, look at that. It's never going to happen. It's impossible. That's ridiculous. And it tries to stop us from moving forward in faith in terms of what God is saying. Circumstance, uh, fear says circumstances will never, ever Change okay, and then the fourth thing that fear does listen to this one fear focuses on the faith gap. Now, what do I mean by the faith gap? Now, we can be in this point now where we are in life, and God speaks to us about something He wants to do. Okay, now we're here, and what He wants to do, the outcome of it, seeing the fruit of it, the reality of it, might be here. So, there's some steps that we need to take in response to what God is saying to then see the outcome of that in our lives. Now, fear wants to focus on this gap here. And what fear says is, don't be ridiculous. That's never going to happen. Look at where you are. Look at what you're thinking. Look at what you're feeling. Look at the circumstances. Look at all the things we've just said. And, And he puts into that, the enemy says, that gap is unreality, okay? It's illogical. It is ridiculous. Don't even go there because faith speaks about something that you don't see right in this moment in reality, but that God wants to become reality in our lives. And so often there is a walk, there is a journey between God speaking and working in our hearts and lives and us then beginning to live in the good of it so that we're living as a person of faith or we're living in the reality of what is going on in relation to what God says. So how does the Bible deal with fear? Well, primarily, there's a couple of ways. If you look at the scriptures in the Bible that that have the word fear in it, most of them, most of the scriptures actually talk about the fear of the Lord. It talks about being in reverence or the fear of the Lord. It's really talking about relationship. It's talking about trust, fearing the Lord, being a relationship of trust with Him. Now, the, the other verses that, that directly talk about natural fear, how we react and are fearful, they, this, is, this is crazy because you'll think, Clive, that is just too simple. It's too simple. It's got to be more complicated than this, surely. Most of the, the scriptures that talk about natural fear, come with a command and the command is, guess what? Do not be afraid, (laughs) do not fear. And basically the Bible simply talks about fear, dealing with it in two ways. One is don't be afraid, do not fear. But whenever it says that in those verses, it then talks about trust in the Lord trust in God. And so when we take our eyes off God, we go into fear. When we keep our eyes on Him, we go into a place of faith, okay? So God speaks in the context of becoming a person of faith in the context of relationship. So we're gonna we're gonna get into a conversation, Simon and I, and chat about some stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, and give a bit of a context of this um, in terms of what God's been doing in both of us, but particularly Simon, in terms of the story that we're gonna unpack this morning. Uh, how do we how do we deal with the voice of fear or even reason in our lives, and then? come into a place of faith in our lives, not just in one circumstance for a situation, but how do we live in a place of faith? Now a few years ago, many of you know God spoke to us as the leadership about stopping Faith Camp. And we know that Faith Camp been a massive, massive blessing to so many people. It's a powerful time, it's a life life-trans- life transforming time, and, and many people are like, well, you know, why is it stopping? And some people thought that we were stopping it for financial reasons, but actually financially, Faith Camp has always been a blessing to to Kingdom Faith. It brings more money in through the fees and through the offerings than it did in terms of what it cost to put on. So so Faith Camp was always a blessing financially. Now, when we made that decision, it was a decision spiritually we made because God said, stop, if you don't, it'll get in the way of what I'm doing, not serve it. Now, there are implications to stopping something because you look at, well, what does that mean then? And one of the implications was a financial one. And uh, it was around about 140, 150,000 pounds a year that we wouldn't have coming into kingdom faith. And that brings some challenges. Okay, uh, what does that mean then going forward if there's now going to be that gap? And so therefore that gap, if you like, can be a faith challenge going forward. And and so we're going to unpack a bit of the conversation, not so much about finances, but about the challenge of situations and circumstances that come up, how we deal with those, how we respond to those and how God walks us through those situations. So Simon, uh, great to have you here this morning, mate. Okay. <laughs> and uh, we, uh, we obviously, as part of the leadership uh, with Pastor Colin and, and, and the other guys on the Spiritual Oversight, we, we believe it was right to finish faith camp. That obviously then has a knock-on in terms of other, other things. So maybe just sort of tell us a little bit about, start off with your kind of story a little bit within that and what what God's been doing with you, with you?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was an interesting time because none of us doubted what God had said. We all knew that God had God had said that. But yeah. in the same context of the last year, we did Faith Camp. There was a hundred forty, hundred fifty thousand pound surplus. We'd gone into that year with a hundred twenty thousand pound deficit that we'd taken into that year. So when you're you have a deficit and you're thinking of stopping something that brings in finance, rationally, you you just like, well, well why, why would we do this? Um, so there was never any doubt, I never had any doubt that God had said that we should stop faith camp. Yeah. And we were all in agreement about that. But the decision, then when you look at the spreadsheets afterwards, you think, well, how am I, how am I gonna make this work? And and I guess my background coming from working in banks and financial institution is yeah. how do you make the bottom, the corner in the bottom right, um, <laughs> not being red, being black, and how do you, you get it to work? So 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 for me, we obviously talked about it and we and talked about where we were. and We knew God was God was in it. And we started that year knowing that that we would have probably a, an average of about 13,000 pound surplus on top um, um, deficit on top of where we had started the previous year. And, we had to make 15,000 a month. Yeah, thirty thousand a month. Yeah, yeah sorry, thirty yeah. thousand a month, which would have meant that at the end of the year we were 270,000 um, pounds in deficit, and we knew God didn't have that for us, and and we talked about where we were, and for me, God just said, "Trust me," which is the most irritating thing to say, because <laughs> there was no plan. Right. No plan. There was no do this, do this, do. You know, if you. Do this, which is not used to how how I how I have historically historically worked. Um, and every time I prayed about it, he said, "Trust me." So. As we started going through the year, um, things happened and, and we had to make some difficult decisions around. We started looking at where we were giving and all those sort of things that we did. And there were things that we increased and God challenged us through 2019 in terms of where we were at, making sure that we were tithing correctly, which, which we were, but actually that built, built faith as we saw how much we were, we were giving away and supporting. And throughout that year, um, we ended up the year rather than making a um, 140,000 pound loss. We've actually only made a 40,000 pound loss, which, which sounds a lot, and it was at the time, but it wasn't as bad. Put, as
0: putting that in context then, so we, we felt it was right to make a decision. So th- this conversation, guys, is not about faith camp, okay? This conversation is about God speaking, us l- then responding, saying, yes, we've got to do what God's saying. You then look at w- what does that then mean, and it's what that God then wants to do in, in people's lives, not just us, but in people in, in relation to that. So what you've just said then, in terms of we, it looked like we would have a, a bigger deficit and the deficit was a lot less. So in one level then, God supplied 100,000 more yeah. in that year, the following year than than it looked like was going to happen. So therefore, the overall de- deficit was a bit less, but actually it was moving in the right direction yeah. because of the increase of, and, and God challenged us about giving. So we checked all the tithing of kingdom faith in the same way that we will personally tithe that first fruits, the first tenth of what we receive as income. Uh, we do that as a church as well. We, we wanna make sure that we're giving that first fruits away, not that benefits kingdom faith that, that, that we give away. And so God challenged us, didn't he, about, making sure that we're giving at least a tenth and we went through that process and we we could see that we we were yeah. in that sense but we also knew god was saying to us give, give more away. don't don't just settle for that that right, oh, right we're doing what god says we actually felt god was saying i want you to give more away that whole principle that that uh, it, there is in the word that what you if you sow you're going to reap and that that is for anything in our lives, not just to do with finances, but anything, because it's to do with giving uh, in whatever way. So, mate, when when, um, when we knew God was saying give more, not just settle for the, you know, because we were like, yeah, great. We are, we are tithing as Kingdom of faith. But then he said, give more. What was your initial response to that?
1: Well, my initial response to that was, okay, well, obviously if you say that, but God didn't just say give more. He said right. two things. He okay. said, he said um, to me was, look and see what i'm doing it's right. it already started and i remember at the beginning of 2019 when pastor colin we had the the word about the rain it started raining and god was talking to me about see what i was what i was doing and and that was so there was the challenge but then there was the the um god always gives a challenge but also gives encouragement so he said give more and see what i'm doing and when i look back now at 2018 uh, 2019 in that year because it was the beginning of 2020 when that was said, God God had already started that four or five months earlier, that actually our income was outstripping our, our costs. So yeah. throughout the year, we still made a, a loss in, in in that year. Um, but in the following year, you start off the year thinking, well, see what he's doing and then give more. So in 2020, um, Two thousand and twenty, we we actually increased our giving by about twenty-five thousand. So we gave about seventy-five thousand pounds away last year, which was an increase of about twenty percent on the core core giving that we given because we just knew it was the right thing to do. I have to I had to put my rational brain to one side um, to that and just say, Well, God, if you've said it, you're gonna you're gonna do it, and that's what I've learned is is that actually the ways that I think he's going to do it is not the ways that. That he actually does it. He always surprises me. Whether it be be in a scenario, you know, and it's all about trust and obedience. So I believe for 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 us that that actually we finished this year. We gave away, you know, seventy-five. People might say, well, if you hadn't given that away, you'd have had less less um, less um, deficit. Well, we didn't have a deficit last year. We gave away seventy-five thousand pounds, and not only did the surplus last year cover that basically eradicated the previous year's surpluses so god was always faithful to to his word and i I don't know if god sits there in heaven smiling or laughing at the way we react to stuff but he does i know he does with me because he puts (laughs) me in difficult scenarios where i where i well it's just he's wanting me to respond to him and When I start this year and we look at things, I I don't even, I'm I'm not concerned about it. I don't, I don't, of course I budget properly and I follow all the principles um, that I was taught. um, But actually, I always know that God's there and we're very, very careful um, with how we spend. And in that as well, God drops in things. So I was reading the Bible one day and in Haggai it says, that i'll stop you put money in pockets and this is the simon coles version of how i read it you put money in your pockets and it falls through which means that your way so every time i go into a meeting or anything to do with negotiation i know god is with us and he wants to stop money falling out of his pockets because it says in in the next verse of haggai with your obedience i will bless you um so we just get favour all over the over the place with contracts. So not only is God supplying that way, He's also supplying with VAT. Um you know, rebates, council tax rebates, those things that he'll he he he'll wake me up in the in the night and say, Have you thought about that? He doesn't wake me up and give me great things, he'll wake me up and talk to me about council rebates. That's the, <laughs> the exciting life I I live. Um, but then I go and do it and then it will happen. So God is always faithful, but the point is for me is is that how I respond to the different circumstances today than i would have done two years ago and it's only been having conversations with you this year that i've probably and the other leadership that i've probably realized that i can see the changes in kingdom Face finances and what god was doing and i'm really happy about that but actually i could see how i respond differently to different circumstances than i had at that time and therefore therefore giving more i mean even even this year we 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 had a scenario where we felt god was wanting us to 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 give away more and i talked to you about it and you said there was a couple of things that we needed to do and i went away and had a look at some spoke to the missions guys because we support support a lot of overseas missions guys but i wanted to know if there was any particular needs that they needed things to for for the money to go to school buildings and really you know in, in in feeding feeding people and really struggling in some of the things that we do so we wanted to give that out and the day that we pushed the button on that. You came back with what you wanted to do, for the other things, and it's like, and I just felt say, God, God say it, and it was going to cause a an issue with with with, with salaries at the end of the month, and so we sent out. I think it was about eighteen, nineteen thousand on this on this one day, and we had twenty five thousand come back in the next day. So you know and 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 i just believe god that's an encouragement to me that a he's speaking um, and i don't really have a problem with hearing his voice I have a problem with taking the first step if i'm right. if i'm honest right. that's what fear does so i know what god is saying or yeah. we know what god's saying we yeah. talk about it but it's that first step that releases god's power in your in your life and you could look back and say well if we hadn't given that money reason says we'd have more in the bank but God doesn't work like that. When you when you trust yeah. him and you go forward, reason goes out the window because he acts um, and supernaturally he does things that just surprises us. Yeah. You know?
0: So, I mean, obviously there's, there's, there's a couple of things here, isn't there? One is we, whatever we have in our lives, we, we, we need to steward it in the right way. So we're supposed to make sure we know what's going on and we can look after the resources that God has placed in our lives. Obviously we're talking about a church context on one level, uh, but, even yeah. in our own personal lives, we want to steward what God blesses us with or provides or whatever it is. Um, but at the same time this this faith gap, if we can use that phrase where where uh, God speaks and you have to take that first step towards what he 's saying and and w- w- I think one of the things that we 've learned, and I know you you 've talked to me about it in terms of what God 's done with you, and t- unless you take that first step, as you said. It, that, there isn't that release yeah, exactly. of what God wants to do and and one of the things that's interesting wasn't it that when we started to increase the giving uh, every month there was always a little bit more uh, in the account at the end of the month than we thought and, and this gap if you like that we had every month that we knew we had to was getting smaller and smaller in terms of the amount so that by the end of the year that what we were seeing that the gap was far far less and, and I think it's that that God proves himself and proves his word, didn't he, when we respond to it. And suddenly it's very easy, isn't it, after the fact to look back and go, oh, yeah, should have, should have just trusted him in the first place. But it's what is going on. So just maybe something describe describe. Some so what was going on in you? Um, because, you know, all of us have, have steps of faith. We're all in situations. Some might be financial, some might be for other things. Um, but what was going on in you, the, the, some of the stuff that came up, whether it's fear or reason or anxiety, or how, what did you do with that, that changed, that moved you from a place of, don't know if we can do that, or wow, that's going to be interesting. Um, what did you do to respond to that? Um, well, there's, there's a few things really, um, in terms of, I mean, this is,
1: this is not about money. This is no, sure. you know, the good thing about money. And I think that's the reason why God uses it and, and talks about it is because it's binary. You are, it's black or white. You either have it or you don't. Yeah. So you know where you are. So actually your response to the scenario, um, is, is, is very easy to gauge. It's probably the simplest thing is probably how God talks, teaches us how to walk as Christians. You know, when you're a toddler, you toddle. But the First thing you do, he pr- teaches his principles because it's so easy. You either can or you can't uh, have money. In having the money, so for me, the first thing that happened was I tried to rationalise it, and and in how we can just and what if I was if I'm honest, I used my 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 position or what I was doing. It made it worse in some ways because not only was i responsible for myself i, I felt responsible for the other members of the team and the staff and the church and where we're going and all that stuff that goes on in your head you're yeah. supposed to be this and you can't even get it to balance and right. it was embarrassing on one level to 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 um be a be come from a financial director background where you're in deficit on on one level but god just so i had to deal with pride That was the first thing I had to deal with. Um, And then I had to deal with knowing that that I'm just a steward of whatever I do in kingdom faith, God's the provider. It wasn't re- re- responsible to me. So that was quite painful because I obviously thought I had some sort of complex about that was, you know, in terms of that, but actually God, kingdom faith is God's, not mine. I just, I just yeah. have to steward it the best way. Yeah. And, and, and secondly, or uh, thirdly, I guess I just had to get on with it and just, I had a choice to believe or not to believe. And, and one of the dangers is for me is I tried to rewrite if I'm honest, sometimes about what God had said. Did he really say that? Or is that what he said? Because if there was that gap, if I could rewrite it or water it down a bit, maybe it wasn't so big. Do you know what I mean? And God was quite clear. And I think that happens sometimes with tithing. I think that God used that in a personal life. Personally, for me, you know, I've been through stages of, you know, God, did you really say it's gross? And I've got to give 10% before that. But I only get after tax, it's 10% after tax. And I know in my own personal life, not least, not, I've personally before thought, well, maybe he meant that. Or, or or whatever so i had to and reading the word keeps you and listening to the holy spirit keeps you knowing exactly the truth because i think as humans sometimes we try to help god with that faith gap and sometimes we rewrite the narrative um and that's why you know um, with tithing it's so obvious because it's 10 percent or it's not it's one it's one or the other and then i just had to just had to speak my fears. So, you know, in, in, in certain scenarios that we'd be in prayer meetings, we were praying for for things. That I would just have to speak about what God was, was saying to other people. And we would encourage each other, but God always encouraged me through the word. So I would say, if you've got a challenge going on or anything in the faith, the more you read the Bible, the more God, the Holy Spirit and the word will speak through you, even in that. So that's how I did it in the sense of how it happened. But also, once you've taken that first step, God is very, very quick um, to to respond. I remember one, eight o'clock one morning and everybody's meeting with the Lord. And I was having a difficult conversation with the Lord about salaries that were due that week. And and we needed something to come in and whatever. And I went out of the eight o'clock. And um, I wasn't in a particularly great place, and I was sort of wrestling with the Lord, right. um, and that. And and I went onto the bank account and I had a look, and a few weeks before that had happened, similar sort of thing, and the, someone had sent some money in overnight. So thank you for all you faithful givers that do those sort of things. You don't know how it changes your day or your week, or actually just reminds you God is with you. And because and that, that's another thing, God always said, I'm always with you whether, you, whether it's working well, how you say it or not, it's all in my plan and it's that trust. And then Pastor Colin walks in and he'd been on a ministry trip and someone had given him a, a gift that he gave me. so there was nothing in the bank account that come in, but he'd give, and I, was, I had to deal with that. And then five minutes later, Pastor Colin worked it and I just, I knew the Lord was in it. Just look, right. I'm going to surprise you. Don't try and work it out. Just trust me, stop wasting your time thinking about it, focus on what I'm doing um, for you because I'm not gonna do it your way because I'm God. So, and that was tricky. That was
0: tricky. You said something interesting in that, in, there's obviously a process that goes on then because, um, so you you said you you're in a meeting, you are having a conversation with the Lord and you were kind of, God, what's going on at this moment? And so obviously in this journey from, that God works in us, because it's a walk, isn't it? A mm-hmm. relationship. So God knows what he wants to do in our lives. And in that, sometimes there's obviously some, there's a process. I'm trying to work through this. I'm trying to, God, you know, I I want it to happen when I want it to. um, Or why don't you do something now? Whether it's, just, just remember guys, this is not just a financial, this is just about God working in our lives in very real and practical situations. So there's a process. And so do you, and well, we've used this word yield, if yeah. you like, to the Lord and all of that. So in that process, you're having a conversation. How how are you? So there's some angst going on. There's some of oh, this needs to happen or that needs to happen. How did you how did you deal with what goes on in you then in that in that moment? I think so you, you don't stay in that place, but you you actually you have to
1: make a conscious decision to stop. Yeah. I had to make a conscious decision to believe what he said. Right. So by writing down what he'd said. Um, and going back to it, so I would sit there and I'd, I'd have all the noise going on in your head and all yeah. that sort of thing. And I'd sit there and I'd go, Lord, well, you said this. Um, I'm just going to carry on my day as if, as if it's not an issue, you know, because you've said it. So therefore, it's not an issue to you. It's yours. So and that was very hard. It became easier over time. I think you you learn how God works, and it, the reason why it's a process is you get so deep in so and then he, you if you like you win that one and you come through that one and then the next time it's a little bit more challenging and it's baby steps god takes you on and i just had to choose to believe what he said and believe what it was, and then there were. There's loads of times um, where I would I would be in in, in fear or rational. We, you know, are we doing the right thing? All that sort of stuff. And God would just say the same thing over again, which is trust me and do nothing. And that is very difficult for someone <laughs> who probably is on the more of the control freak end of how he how he works with things um, in right. terms of terms of those core things. Yeah. But I had to realise that 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 everything we do is a is a faith journey, and on one level. Um, you know, I I came from a background that wasn't that way. It's all black and white. Yeah, this is what you sure. do and you pull this. And I think God's probably had to unlearn some of those things. He's kept the things that he wants to use, but added with the faith dynamic of he's in charge and he's gonna do it, both together is what he wants. Yeah, and yeah. and I I just it's the first step that's always the the the, the trickiest. But I think that's why it's quite um the word is quite clear about certain things in in our lives and you know when you know in your holy spirit that it's right that when god's saying something and he's just wanting and he's not doing it he's not saying it to you because there's something wrong now he's just got something better for you right so I, I i guess that i always see what god is doing is to get us to improve, like you wouldn't let a child just crawl, say just crawl for the rest of your life, you know. And when you drag them up and you try and get them to walk, it's not easy for them. They don't like it. And they try and go back to crawling. Um, but actually, for their ongoing life, we don't know. We can't have twenty-five-year-olds crawling everywhere, can we? So I think that's how God is with us, and 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 it's a revelation of His love for me because when those things happened, it wasn't the money that that was important that 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 gave me that. That I knowing God was there. Yeah. It was the fact that He'd heard my prayer and He and He'd come through and He and He'd proven His word. And He always and He always does. And that was the the thing that sends. When God does something in your life, yeah. it snowballs. And right, I think right. and I think that is the case. But if you don't start, right. start. Right. But the, I'll, I'll go back to the thing in terms of rewriting the narrative. That was very difficult for me not to say, um, and it's funny, isn't it? How the, how, how the devil said to, uh, um, to Eve, did God really say, don't eat that? Yeah. And, and he throws doubt in there. And that doubt then, so do, do, does God really say give more money when you're, you're in a deficit scenario? Yes, he did. Is it sensible? No, it's not. Are we gonna do it? Yes, we are. Do I mean, and I used to have to say things to you and write them down before I rationalized them because right. I knew once I said it to you, I was stuck, right? So therefore, by saying it to you, I knew that I couldn't rewrite it. Right. Um, so, so I think sometimes verbalizing it to—I do that with Katie as well. That that if God said something to me, I'll say it there and then because I know that there's a in my personality or my flesh, my danger that I will step back. But once I've said it, right. It's right. there. Right. Because once you know what God, that's why I think it's important when God speaks to you to write it down. And in the fear things go back to it and say, Lord, you, you said this, so that's, that's right. really helped right.
0: me. It's interesting, isn't it? Our fear uh, gives us a sense of we're out of control. Mm. Uh, and, and fear's like, I can't control this. I can't, you know, because something's got hold of us. Whereas faith is actually God saying, put this, put yourself or the situation into my hands. So we're still out of control in that sense, whereas fear is like panic and worry and and nobody's in control. This is like out of control. Whereas faith is like, Father, I give this, I lay this situation before you, I leave it with you, I hand it over to you, I thank it is in your hands and you're in charge and therefore somebody is in control and it's God in our lives. And there's that, that trust gap then, isn't there? That, that yielding moment where we say, okay, Father, I'll leave it with you. Mm. Um, how do you find that, that kind of where to say, right, Father, I'm going to leave that with you then? Because sometimes we badger God, don't we? We pray, we don't, we don't see what we want to see as quickly as we want to see it and therefore we then badger god and, and remind him um you know hey father i am just gonna remind you again today because i'm not sure if so that yielding and that leaving it with him uh, that's that's trust how, how did you find well that? i'm
1: not sure i ever did that to start off with <laughs> um if i'm completely honest i right. think i think that that um what i if i'm honest what yeah. i try to do is everything to close the gap myself Right, okay. And I burnt myself out, got myself annoyed and stressed right, and right. all that and yeah. trying to work it out myself. And then you come to the end of yourself if you like. And right. then and then out of exhaustion you probably say, Well, okay, I'll 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 yield. first I'll, I'll, yield, yield, I'll yield. I've got oh, nothing later. else left. Yeah, yeah. And I think sometimes You know, when you discipline your kids, you have to bring them to that yielding breaking point. It's a battle of wills. I think God was basically saying, well, Simon, you carry on doing everything you want to do, but when you're ready. So I burnt myself out in the sense of, not burnt myself out, in, in, in any other ways of i've run out of things to do I, there was nothing right, left in right. i think i remember said, saying to you in my office one day i've got nothing left in my kit bag yeah and, and that to me was a weakness at the time saying that. right right but actually but actually it was actually god's strength because where you're weak i had nothing left to no nothing left to do right um, um from that point of view so therefore i had to rely on him because i had no other option and i think that's really good now sometimes i think god Takes you to that point, yeah, so to, to 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 get you to yield. I don't think he wants to, right? But because of your stubbornness, you have to. And then next time it got easier, and the next time it got easier. Right. And Pastor Colin, in conversations with him, really helped me. And uh, in terms of he, you know, because well, you just go to the bank, you borrow the money. Well, he was pretty clear: no debt. Yeah. No absolutely. debt. Yeah. So we're not going to the bank. So therefore I had nowhere to go um, on that. And one level I'm like, but now it was the best thing he ever, he ever did because it, it forced me to deal with the issue. And the issue wasn't finances. The issue was, was I going to trust God for the future of kingdom faith yeah. and not, and not go through all those things because he's obviously wanting to take, go take us somewhere yeah. in uh, me and my life where yeah. he doesn't want to yeah. go through all this yeah. stuff. Um, so therefore, he's had to deal with it, and I'm sure I'll go back to some of it, unfortunately. But God is a lot quicker in terms of where we are because you do slip. But He, he speaks to me. I said this. Why are you doing that? Right. And and so it's not all. It's, you get it's not all the time, and sometimes I have to be careful. I don't slip back. Right. Um, to respond to trying to do it yourself. Cause at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's God's, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah. and that was tricky for me. Yeah. For someone who plans everything and, and, and did stuff, it's hard to plan when God says, I'm not interested in your plan, which, which, right, is, right, right. which is fair enough. Right. Um, but, <laughs> but hard to sit in front of the trustees and say, oh, by the way, I don't do any planning. I mean? cuz you have to plan and go forward but i think you just have to hold things you hold softer. it lightly yeah. don't you in yeah. that sense yeah yeah so yeah. i have a plan that want to go forward but it never works out and it's always better God's is always better but i still think the plan's important because yeah. yeah. he moves you on the way yeah. um, so it's not case sirrah, sirrah. it's god this is what i believe in you yeah. you're saying today yeah. i'm doing this and 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 if you yeah. want to change it yeah. I- i'm i'm open
0: yeah i think one of the, i think god's incredibly Gracious, isn't he? Mm. Um, And one of the things that in this process, I think, is God speaks and sometimes we can be slow to say yes and respond. Sometimes there's a delay in our own response and to the point where sometimes the circumstances around can begin to bring pressure. And suddenly we're like, well, hang on a minute, we, we, don't, we don't respond to circumstances and let them lead us. Obviously, God's voice and what God says leads us in our lives. Um, but sometimes because of fear or what other, the, uh, other reasons, we don't necessarily respond at, at, at that moment. So um, in, in some of this process, there's been a few moments where we, we know we've heard the Lord and we're moving in a certain direction, but we might not have moved as quickly because of certain things and then some circumstances have arisen that causes a bit more pressure Uh, and you you spoke to me a little while ago about um that I don't know how you phrased it now but it was like we should we should um hear God and and respond straight away what what was that
1: well we we make it difficult for ourselves right um you know we we make it difficult for ourselves because God wants to speak and us to respond um but actually we have to go through that 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 bit of you as a human, um, as you you know in, in how you respond to stuff, are you going to believe him or are you going to trust what the spirit is is saying? We, everybody has that yeah. a, that battle, and I, I think the phrase you're talking about is when I said, "Are we kingdom faith who believes what says? He, he says, or are we kingdom faith that believes what he says when the circumstances have got enough to prove what he was said?" And we have right. that tipping right. balance, right. and I think we just. We have a choice as, as 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 Christians to believe him or believe what he says or not But actually the battle that we have or the refine, what that battle does it refines us, you know It talks yeah. about gold. What it does it brings out the stuff? So in this 18 month process Would I believe would I have been much happier if God would have just done it all of course I would have and what would have happened is he did change the finances of kingdom faith but actually he was more interested in changing me. Right. So I responded to it. Right. So he refined, he refined me. So I think actually my lack of response or our lack of response actually slows down the working because, because he's, he's going to wait till he's done what he needs to do in you. And it's that yielding when you're disciplining a child. And, it's, you know, discipline and obedience are words that aren't light very much in today's <laughs> society popular, no. but actually yeah. they're positive god disciplines us because he wants something better for us obedience in, in believing his word and acting on them releases his power because it moves it from the natural to the supernatural right. of who he is right. and and therefore you know, giving away more money or sowing more. So that was the phrase we used. We didn't just talk about giving yeah, we away. We talk about sowing. Talk about sowing. Yeah. And I think yeah. the language is because we sow because God said to sow and he's faithful to his word. His word is very clear. When you sow, you will reap. Yeah. We don't sow because we want to reap. Yeah. we We sow because we know God has got something so much more for us and... Yeah, and I think that's that's how it is. So it's a, it's not. Oh, we so we had it was a joyous day where we gave away. Yeah, uh, I had to work through it. Um, um, <laughs> if I'm honest, um, but I, I, I we didn't have a conversation this time. We didn't have. A, I didn't say to you was well, a bit tight, did I? I just got on with it. Yeah. Whereas before, I would have had a conversation and said, "Shall we do this and try and rewrite?"
0: Right, what I sure, said, yeah. and
1: yeah, and it was funny. It came back the next day, yeah, more came in the next day and, 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 you know, we were able to do that and bless people and do what God, 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 was, God was saying. Yeah, and that's, yeah. that's the most important
0: thing. Brilliant. It's interesting how we've, we've talked about um, the word being a seed or, or that God said to sow more in that sense. And, and the Bible talks about God's word being like a seed and a seed obviously has to go into the ground. And then it has to, the writing right it. you water it, that that seed, and, and then it begins to the seed breaks open and, and the shoots begin to appear, and then it grows and, and everything. And it, it seems like the last 18 months have been a bit like that, where God was speaking his word like seeds into your life, and you you that environment that the seed went into, God was working in to move it from a shall we, shan't we, or can I plan? Can I, can't I? I plan? Or I don't know what to do anymore with this. And it's like the environment God was working in so that seed could actually come alive in a new way and then begin to produce the fruit in, in, your, in your life that he wanted it to. And what's the fruit of, of that is trust, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's, okay, God, I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. And I think that works with anything, is not it? Whether we, we're trusting him with our kids, trusting him with whether we need a job or not, Trusting him with, in terms of health and well-being, trusting him with a very practical situation. Father, I, I, I lay this before you, and I leave it with you. Um, and God's more interested in in relationship with you and me than He is just meeting the need or providing something or giving us the answer or doing whatever He's doing. So, in this time, then, just to finish before we pray. Um, how would you say this whole process has changed your relationship with God, and and how you see Him now in in terms of compared to where it was well, because of what He's been doing in you?
1: Well, it was incremental changes. Okay, uh, I would say I didn't really. You do. You know when you have incremental changes, you don't see something until it's the incremental day by day things have become enough where you where you see it. But I would say that I don't respond to things in a in a in a in a way. That I used to. I don't. I think that I would have looked at things rationally and then asked God, from a, from a faith perspective, what you're saying. I think I've right. turned round, okay. which is the voice I listen to first. Right, great. That's how I would how I would do it. Right. That, that that actually, rather than rather than you know. Um, Thinking that God is saying something, knowing that He's saying something, and thinking it are two different things. Right. When you hear His voice and He says something, you can you can walk in confidence in knowing that that He's going to do it. But secondly, the, the next question is okay, oh Lord. Well, I'm going to leave that with you, and you're going to do it. I when you need me to do something, let me know. Yeah. Rather than have I got to do this? and I have got to do this? Right. So I think I've. I put the onus on him more um, to do things, um, which sounds silly, really, when you when you say it out loud. Um, but but actually, on on him, and take the pressure off myself, and think, well, it's his anyway. He's got it in control. He started this. Yeah. Yeah. He called me. Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna get me there. So at the end of the day, it's really it's really down to him. But I think it all starts with um, are you gonna believe what he said or or not, right. or are you and and actually just I know in myself and just have a look at how I, I operate in the way it is, that I will try and water it down or rewrite it or whatever. And God just says, that's what I've said, because I'm trying to minimise that faith gap. Yeah, Actually, yeah. now I, I, I probably do that less,
0: is, right, is how right. I would describe yeah. it. Because we're, we're still on a journey. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's interesting, isn't it? Because every time something in life comes up, you still have a choice. Um, but you, you said something to me the oh, other yeah, day, where you, your disposition yeah. now, well, is, is more to say when something comes up is more to say.
1: Well, eighteen months ago, Katie had a bit of a health thing, and yeah. and and we had to go to the, the we had to go to the the um, hospital, and they stick stuff down her throat. It was it was fine, and that and, and honestly, it really really affected me, as you know. Yeah. i try tried to pretend it didn't, but it was all going on inside of me. Yeah. I thought yeah. about. It. I didn't talk to her about it um, uh, much because if we talked about it, I'd get I'd get emotional and start crying. So I, did, I didn't want to do that, <laughs> and um, so I just I just dealt with it, yeah. put it down, and. Um, a couple of weeks ago, um, she said to me, um, I've got this thing I'm, I'm, I'm hurting, and um, my my chest, and Georgia, she'd been out in the cold, and Georgia said to her, you, your lips were blue, and, she, and Katie said, Georgia said to me, do you think I've got something on my heart? Well, and, and my initial reaction was, no, WC, God's in control, and if he has, he'll He'll fix it, but it's fine, whereas, and I didn't really think about it, and she went away, and all she'd done was pulled a, pulled a, pulled a muscle, but, but I know that that would have affected me a lot more, because, it's 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 the most you know the most important person to me is katie so therefore her being there and that's where i think sometimes the devil once you've worked it out in yourself in your own life, will use things from the outside the things like pressure of responsibility for others or am i doing the right things to try and do you so once you've learned in your own life i think he'll you then come from other areas right, where you're right. weakness sure. you're weak so there might be people going on at the moment have got a challenge in their life and, and they don't understand it. I, I would say to you, respond to that challenge as as God has got something new, and God's got something more for you, right. not what's gone wrong.
0: Right, okay? right, uh, great. So respond yeah. to it of, okay, yeah. Lord, because God, God only- sees so an opportunity, right, God, I want to grow in this yeah. and I want to know you more in the middle of it yeah. so that I come through this and, and yeah.
1: Yeah, that's right. how, That's how, yeah. um, it's not easy when you're in it. Okay? No, sure, it's sure. It's easy looking back to say, yeah. oh, you know, I pressed in with the Lord, yeah but I think we just have to sometimes just grab our, you know, just 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 grin our teeth and just say, I'm going to believe you, Lord, yeah. you know, and that's what we have to do, yeah.
0: so. Yeah, brilliant. And uh, just before we close, I, I think it's amazing now, just from a finance point of view, how things have totally changed around now with, you know, just in terms of the general, and what seemed to challenge three years ago, two and a half, three years ago, um, that Faith, you know, with Faith Camp finishing and, and other stuff around that, now, the whole situation is very, very different. And um, it's amazing how, how God didn't just drop, like, no. here's a couple of hundred thousand pounds and one-off gift to sort it out. God's more interested in what he's doing in us yeah. and, and whoever, you know, than he, in, in our lives than, than just God fixing the circumstances. He's like, no, no, I want you to grow in your relationship with me and what I do in and through your life. Um, in, in different ways. So God's amazingly, amazingly faithful. It'd be great to, um, to pray and just take a few moments to respond because there, there's lots of things in our lives that we, we probably just need to yield to the Lord. And, and Pastor Collins said something the other day in a leader's context with some of our partnering leaders the other day, they were asking him some questions uh, about hearing God and what do you ask the Lord and all this sort of thing. And he simply said, I don't ask the Lord for anything. He said, what I do is I yield, I I, um, lay the situation before him and leave it with him. And when God wants to speak to me about it, he will, because God's timing is perfect. It's never too early and it's never too late. He's always right on time. And God knows when we need to know what we need to know. And so what what I believe it's right for us to do this morning, there might be some challenges. There might be financial ones. Uh, We've just used this scenario to, to contextualize the conversation Uh, But it's more about our lives and Simon's life in particular in terms of his story of trusting God in the midst of situations and circumstances. So let's just take a moment and you'll know whether you've got a situation. It could be a financial one. It could be that you need a job. It could be to do with uh, a health situation. Uh, it could be that you're struggling with something in, in in another way. And what I believe it's right to do this morning is literally that we say to the Lord, Father, here's the situation, and I lay it before you right now. And I let go of trying to fix it myself. Uh, because for some of you it's caused angst. It's there's some stuff up here going on where you where you just you know, you, and, and you're frazzled a bit. Others of you just from, from a nervous, nervous system point of view, it just feels like, oh, you know, I've, I've had enough and all of that. So let's just take a moment, shall we? And don't, don't just listen to my prayer, okay? But it's important that you, you verbalize and give the Lord these situations yourself, okay? So Father, we, we just come before you right now. We thank you for what we've heard this morning, your word and the fruit of it and, and how you work and move in our hearts and lives. And so right now, we, we lay before you all these different situations in our respective lives. So if you've got something, just lay it before him right now, whatever it is, could be a need financially, it could be the, some, some other kind of need, it could be a job, health, another, just lay it before him now. Father, I lay this before you now and I leave it with you. I let go of trying to fix it. I let go right now of worrying about it. I let go of all the effects this is having on me and I lay this before you now, Father. And now this is really important. Father, I thank you, just thank him now. Father, I thank you that you are in control, that you are Lord in the middle of this situation. And I thank you that you are my answer. And so I trust you. I thank you for your provision. I thank you for the job. I thank you for my healing. I thank you for whatever it is you need to thank him for. Just thank him that he is your provision. Whatever that provision might look like in your situation. Father, we thank you and we praise your awesome name. Father, we thank you that we don't have to listen to this voice of fear that wants to take us off track, but we listen to your voice, your word and what you say and we simply put our trust in you. Father, take us on this journey. Show us more of who you are. Show us how to trust you and know you more. And we know that means you're going to take us through some situations where we have to trust you, but that's how we learn how to trust you. So, Father, we we just give you all of that right now in your mighty name. We thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.